Hello, and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And we are doing our post-football game Arizona vs. USC podcast on Sunday morning. So when you listen to this, it might not be Sunday, but we just recovered after the game last night and decided to let it breathe a little bit. So here we go. Let it burn. No, no, breathe, oh. not burn. Nope, nope, nope. Sorry. Um, but let's start with the elephant in the room. Do you want to go on your ref rant now, or do you want to wait until the end? No, let's just get this shit over with, Shelby. Let's do it. So, before I begin, uh, it, it it's not just an Arizona issue. I'm not naive enough to completely ignore whatever that shit show was at the end of the first half. That hurt USC from scoring three points, let's say. I, they wouldn't have gone for the touchdown. There wasn't enough time. So let's just give them three points, even though their field goal kicker wasn't very good. But let's give them three points. I have no idea what happened at the end of the first half. I think it was a clock operating issue. But then a ref kind of made the motion to start the clock before the ball was even spotted. But then USC, I, I don't know. What happened? Was this like a new crew? Uh, it, like, it was just so weird. No, it was one of the oldest crews in the Pac-12. They just had a huge <laughs> collective brain fart. Now, I know my Pac-12 football refs. And sometimes I get my advice or heads up from Blair Willis, who used to be the football SID. And I looked, and when I saw that it was my boy, Mike Mothershed. That's his name. Mike, Mike Mothershed. Mothershed. I even tweeted, oh, it's a Mothershed game. I remember seeing that. the dude sucks. Right. He's been in the conference for like 20 years, and he's dog shit. Because all the rest in the conference are dog shit. My hope was that it wasn't Francisco Villar, who was the ref of the Washington-Arizona game, and then was the ref the other night for the Utah-Washington State. He's just awful. The Pac-12 just doesn't have any rest where you go, and you go, okay, yeah, I'm cool with that. So I have no idea what happened at the end of the first half. I would assume the Pac-12 will release some type of explanation. Whatever that explanation is isn't going to be good enough because there's no explanation. No. It was a complete disaster. And they knew it was because Lincoln Riley should have got a 15-yard penalty at the end of the first half for touching a ref and screaming in his face when the half ended and, and they didn't do anything because even Lincoln Riley said after the game, yeah, they knew they were wrong. Now, that is a full-out management issue. There is no black and white in that. That is you screwed up operations they did it this week against washington when arizona played washington they did it on the pitch play or whatever you want to call it where they basically screwed arizona out of a play because they called the play dead when it was completely wrong and arizona could have got a first down could have got a touch i mean it was completely wrong there are too many operate they screwed up on second down in a washington state game a few weeks ago the utah usc extra five seconds at the end of the game there i mean they operationally keep screwing up, which is much more of a problem than a personal foul or a roughing the passer, because that literally means they don't know how the football rules work in terms of clock management. That means that they're literally inept at their job. Now, when you look towards the judgment calls, look, all I know is that Lincoln Riley went on his rampage and I get it. They screwed up the call at the end of the half. 
And USC wasn't called for one penalty in the entire second half. Magic. Magic. And Arizona was called well, for seven. Well, wasn't the AD of USC like live tweeting about Pac-12? I yes. have never seen an AD of a school that I can recall. I could be wrong. If, if I am wrong, please send me send it me on Twitter retweeting people hating on Pac-12 refs in the middle of the game. I mean, Dave needs to step up his game if this is allowed. I guess ADs are allowed to bully Pac-12 officials on Twitter now. Now, I'll give you the... We discussed this after the game. I will give you the Christian Roland Wallace P.I. Okay. Okay, if if you want to say that wasn't P.I. on... If you want to say that was defensive P.I. because he was hitting him early, that's fine. Me personally, and, and the... Opinion in the press box, even from USC guys, was it should have just been a no flag. They're both hitting each other. They both fell. Play on. Shit happens. The one that I can't get over, and I know you disagree with me on a little bit of this, and Jerry Roberts' dad actually tweeted at us, um, no, you know what? He should have kept his cool. Yep. I disagree. I think in a third quarter, a fourth quarter of a close game, on a third and eight, you can't make that call. Now, when you watch it, Jerry shoves him a little bit, but he also grabs Caleb Williams by the arm to keep him up. And it looks like he's helping him up, and it looks like there's just some friendly banter going on. Like, Caleb Williams against ASU got water sprayed in his face in front of a ref. The ref didn't do anything. And I, in your case was, and I, it might not be right. They could have been the same refs. I don't know. I would have to look it up. My case was a different refs. Maybe. Maybe, but I probably a different ref, different situation, and and I made this point with you last night, and the, and I use the the women metaphor is that women in the workplace have to work twice as hard to be just as good to get the recognition, and when there's a mistake made, it's like DefCon Five, and in this case, Arizona is not good enough to be making these kind of like little things that the refs are looking for, and so Jerry like started the play was an accident he did try to stop the other player from falling that that part was good but then it was the going and surging up into his face it just looked aggressive it just the look of it was bad but it it, i just you can't make that call he didn't hit him out of bounds like in a rage caleb williams didn't go flying dude didn't even get moved back i i agree that it shouldn't have happened but i can see why it happened yeah okay but i don't but (laughs) That call, like it, it screwed it, everything up. Like, look, that call. I'm not going to say it cost Arizona the game, but if you want to make that argument, it's hard for me to argue against the Washington call where DJ Warnell was called for holding when he didn't even extend his damn arm. Like, what was he holding with his teeth? That and that led to a Washington touchdown. The refing in this conference is indefensible. It is, and even if you want to take away, like I said, the judgment calls, the personal fouls, the ref. These dudes don't even know how to operations. Clock like the, management. Like they don't even know how to do their the, their job, their basics of their job. And they're screwing up downs and they're screwing up times and clock and it's just wild. And 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 it, it's bad in basketball, it's bad in football. I was talking to an SID from another Pac-12 school that was like, wait, I just caught up on everything. And I was like, Yeah, like they're just bad. And we can hear like Wilner two weeks ago was saying like Oh no, they're better. And then today he writes, "No, they're they're not better." It's like, "No shit, man. They've been bad for years. For years. It is a laughing stock of college football and basketball is how bad." And I will give you a basketball example. 
Courtney Ramey, I'm going to print the article tomorrow. Courtney Ramey, Mike's calling me, he's very Michael excited. Luke, don't call us right now. Uh, Courtney Ramey, um, I got distracted. Courtney Ramey in, a, in an interview with me said basically he has to learn how to be a little less tough and a little less handsy at times because the Pac-12 calls it and the Big 12 doesn't. Wow. That's it. That's all I needed to hear. He's like, I'm physical and I get real close to my guy and I'm and I and I gotta learn how to sometimes not do it as hard because the Pac twelve is gonna call it a foul. That's sad. And in the tour well, so so that confirms everyone's tournament hypothesis where the Pac twelve refs hurt Pac twelve schools in the tournament when they come and face a physical game because they're expecting everything to be a foul. So is this like something that when where does it stop? Do all the the presidents of these schools and the ads have to like band together and say we're yes. not paying you money anymore, motherfucker? Am I allowed to say that? Uh, no, probably not. That was the F word. But whatever. Um, whatever. We're gonna get. Fired. It was the motion. Uh, they have to clean house. You got to clean house. If you're a ref in the Pac-12, you're out. And start sourcing other refs and paying the money or doing whatever you need to do to get a better ref grin because this problem is going to screw the entire. You can't, you can't tout the product on the field team-wise when, when people tune in and all they're focusing on is the refs. USC Washington was two of the better teams in the Pac-12. The conversation wasn't about those teams after the game. It's about the refs. Right. You can't do it. You well, clearly you... it, they can. They've been doing it for years. So, whew, that's my rant. I could do this rant. I mean, basketball season is right across the cor- around the corner, so I'm sure there's more of this coming. Yeah. Well, now, now I'm all upset now. I know, sexy. Again. Am I red? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's try to move on uh, to something a little more positive. Arizona's defense <laughs> did not play well, but there was one aspect that you actually liked, and what was it? It's time to play the new guys. Out with the old, in with the new. And I And look, they gave up yardage. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like the defense played well against USC. It wasn't good. But... Out with the old and in with the new. Ephesians Prysock actually played well. Don't know how he graded yet. Got to look. Don't care. Played well. Stardom. Done deal. Second corner with Christian Roland Wallace. Want to know who Ephesians Prysock's backup is? Takario Davis. Played great as a freshman. Really nice on dime packages. Boom. Play him some more. Tai Tai Uwagalele. I'm just calling him Tai Tai. Whatever. Started over Paris Shan. Good. Started for the rest of the year. Maybe got lost a few times. Played his butt off. Stardom. Jacob Manu. Why did Jacob Manu never start? Yeah, that was the he big one. He start every damn game for the entire season. He is probably Arizona's best linebacker as a true freshman. Once he gets a little bigger and a little stronger, he's going to be really, really good for Arizona. Boom. Stardom. Jacob Kungaika got in there. Had a quarterback hurry. Boom. Playing more. The worst players on Arizona's defense... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Last night were the older guys. From last year. Jalen Harris just isn't it. Every year we've heard, and great kid. I love the kid as a kid. Every year we've heard about how this is the year for Jalen Harris. Has not reached it. It's time to kind of, I, and I get keeping him and playing the rest of the season. Arizona can do better. I'll just say that. Christian Young. The play, I don't remember the exact play. I think it was the running play to Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson the third, not the Michael No, I remember saying that too. Michael Jackson the third. Where Christian Young, a safety, allowed Caleb Williams to block him. Once he was blocked, he stopped running. Christian Young doesn't like contact. Like, will shy away from contact as a safety. Play Isaiah Taylor. Jed Fish doesn't owe anything to anyone. This is his second year. He doesn't owe any, anything to anyone. If guys aren't playing well, if guys aren't responding and they're not listening and they're older, get them off the field. And I'm going to ask Jed about Christian Young and a few others because they're just, they're not it. And so I was happy to see that the younger players are getting time. They'll continue to get time in it. And look, the results may not show up this year, but they'll show up next year. Because it is absolutely a thing where now next year in the opening game, we're not talking about Ephesians Prysock is getting his first real action in right. game one. Of the, now we're saying Ephesians Prysock gained that experience last year. And now he's the starter. Right. And now he's the starter after moving into a starting role as a true freshman. That makes a difference. And especially when you look at the schedule next year, which is much more manageable than it was this year. This experience is a very big deal. And it's something that I thought the coaching staff should have done a few weeks ago, um, but going through a bye, I think it makes sense. Let these guys play as much as they can handle right now. I agree. They, there were glimmers. There are glimmers. Um, well, the offense continues to impress, obviously. On Saturday, it was Dorian Singer, Mr. Saturday Night. How oh. good can this offense be moving forward and next year? And also, I just literally made that Mr. Saturday Night. Oh, hey. Um, look, all I know is this. USC fans aren't really known for giving other teams credit. Right. If you haven't figured it out. There was a separate thread just about Dorian Singer. Oh, his hands. On their message board. He's so good. Um, he makes at least, and I, and I told the USC fans this in my Know Your Foe article, he makes at least one catch a game where you're just like, give me a break. You shouldn't be making it. That's an NFL. NFL guys can't make that catch. He made like five of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he was, USC actually covered him relatively well on the touchdowns, and he still caught the one hand, the, he had the number three play on ESPN's top 10 where he was draped. It was P.I., and he still caught it around the USC defender's back with one hand. This offense, and I hate I hate saying this, but this offense is in a way being wasted. Yep. Because they are legitimately good. Like Jaden Delora, the pick, you credit USC. Jaden Delora played really well against USC and in a zone that likes they like to stunt a lot. They mix things up. They'll drop man, zone, all that. Played really well. Arizona ran the ball well. The 
I, I am more sure now than I was at the beginning of the season that Arizona has the best wide receiving group in the conference. Top three. Uh, USC obviously has good depth. We saw that last night. Taj Washington, all that. But Dorian Singer, T-Mac, Jacob Cowing, these guys are going to give, Jaden Delora, these guys are going to give Arizona a chance in pretty much every single game. And what's crazy is they're all coming back. Jacob Cowing, probably not, I would assume, has a kid, will be a high draft pick. I get if he leaves. But let's say even if he leaves. Arizona returns Jaden Delora, returns a chunk of his offensive line, returns Singer, returns T-Mac, returns Tanner McLaughlin, returns all the running backs, and even add some guys. I mean, they're, they're good, and they're going to be probably even better next season. Like, this offense... If you're is is if you're a defensive player and you're looking at this offense, you could absolutely make an argument that if Arizona fields a competent, average defense this year, I mean it wins seven games. Right. And so if you're looking at if you're Jed Fish and you're recruiting, that's your pitch. Look, you come on this defense and you improve it, we're going to bowl easily. It's also frustrating, I would imagine, and it's a, probably a challenge for Jed at the end of this season. To ha- I'm sure that Dolores is going to get some honors and, you know, he's on the watch list and everything. But to have the numbers that he has and then obviously to still lose the game, that's frustrating because he's good. I know this is his, his vetting year and his year one out on the field for Arizona, but he uh, he's impressive. And some of the scrambling that he does. I think Jed said like in his last, I don't know, it was like last four games or something. I'd have to check whatever amount of games. He's now at a 15 touchdown two interception ratio. Which is that's I mean, insane, and he's. I think he's now he might be top five, he's definitely top 10, top seven, maybe. I got to check. Um, in total passing yardage, mm-hmm. and I and the O line, you know, for the most part, did really they're I doing, thought they were fine, they're doing a good job. I mean, and again, you know, it, I, I think my argument before the season and what the coaches told me is, is very true where a quarterback that is shifty. And, and, and is able to recognize pressure and all that is going to make Arizona's offensive line look a lot better. And we knew how bad Arizona's offensive line looked last season, but this season with Jaden Delora moving around in the pocket and getting out and all that, it clearly looks good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's hard to justify how good it is, but it's it's been good enough, clearly. Yeah. Well, um, who else stood out to you on both sides of the ball? I'd like to see DJ Williams get more carries and more touches. I think I say this every week. There's probably a reason why he's not. But even though it was like the slowest moving wheel route ever, um, he caught it and it was a big gain. He did well with his runs for the most part. And I'm not. It, it's just tough because Wiley's not bad or anything like that. Um, you know, I thought the offensive line generally played pretty well. Um, you know, defense, I, I thought Ephesians Prysock was great. I mean, that is not true freshman against USC wide receivers. That is not an easy task. I thought he uh, was outstanding. And, and so, you know, those are the guys that really stick to mind. I, I'd have to watch the game again and, and kind of see, you know, Jacob Manu. He had the play on Travis Dye, which was really impressive. You know, if he was, it was funny because the argument is like, look, if Jacob Manu was 6'1", he'd be one of the best freshman linebackers in the country. And then you kind of say to yourself, if he were 6'1", I don't know if he'd be at Arizona. Um, he went off when Jadfish saw him in high school. And I'm sure that his friends around him, Noah and T-Mac, were saying, look, this, this kid is legit. Um, and he is legit. And he's short. And he's stout. And he's a little teapot. He's a little cannonball. But he, I mean, he's in the right place at the right time. 
and he plays his ass off. I will very rarely have a problem with a guy that makes mistakes if he's in the right place at the right time and, and is playing hard. If you're playing hard and you're giving it your all and you make a couple mistakes, whatever. If you're letting a quarterback block you. Oh, if you stop running? If you stop running, that's, that's, probably, that's a bigger issue. Yeah. Effort over anything else is the most important thing. One of the most yeah. important things. Yeah, honey. Yeah. Well, Arizona had an official visitor on campus this past weekend. How are things looking with him? I think Arizona's on commitment watch. Uh, wide receiver Malachi Riley uh, is, is, you know, look, when Arizona recruits wide receivers, you kind of just say, cool, he must be pretty good. <laughs> so um, he's probably on commitment watch. It may not happen today, but I think it'll happen in the next week or so. Three-star receiver. Early in the process, he had offers from everyone, kind of waited it out. Um, maybe other schools aren't recruiting him as hard as they once were, um, but he still has a lot of potential. I think he had two touchdowns a week ago in his high school game. Uh, unofficial visitor was Trey Spivey and Tay Brown. Spivey's another wide receiver. Brown is a linebacker from Hamilton, and I would officially put them on public commitment watch here in the next two weeks. So I think Arizona is in good shape to add to its class in the next few weeks. I still think that you're going to see quite a few portal movement and especially at linebacker and on the defensive side of the ball you'll see some portal portal and some juco guys but arizona should be in position to pick up a, a few high school guys in the next few weeks all righty well how, do you think gronk had a good time it looked like he was having fun at the game on tv i think gronk always has a good time Shelby. he is yo soy fiesta i don't think anyone's ever said man gronk really doesn't look like he's having fun the one thing that struck me this week is like he had EGs for the first time. Yeah. That's mind blowing. We were talking about this at work on Friday with some of my coworkers. How did he go through living in Tucson, going to U of A, and not having EGs, like having it catered even? Like, because that's usually a standard around here. He was too busy uh, drinking the blood of his enemies, protein shakes, and uh, doing other extracurricular activities. To have an EGs. Right. Okay. Well, at least he finally got one. And uh, Scary Bear. I wonder what flavor he had. I want to find out. Yeah. That's really important news. Yeah. Did he have Scary Berry? Did he go water? It was kind of a weird day in college, in college football yesterday. As far as... Go like, ahead, Shelby. Shelby is... I just... A... I have to say, because, you know, Kansas State... <laughs> Shelby texted me absolutely 48 times. Absolutely destroyed Oklahoma State. They look so good, Shelby and it was a backup never, quarterback. Shelby has never texted me more about a random football game than Kansas State, Oklahoma State. My stepdad was over hanging out with me yesterday and just helping with some household stuff and decorations, and we were watching that game, and he, he's not a football person, and he, even he was getting into it. It was awesome. So props to Kansas State, again, because I... Oh, look, Absolutely Shelby. hate Oklahoma. And they're the and Wildcats. So, and they are the Wildcats. They kept playing the little rare sound that we have. I'm sorry, the what? Rare. Rare. I don't rare. know what that is. But... <laughs> the Wildcat sound. And I was so Let's happy. Let's go feral cat. Rare. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't do noises. Right. I don't do that. It's too early for this. It is. It is. I early. think it's 11, but it's whatever. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, keep keep bearing down. <laughs> bear down. Bear on down, player. Bear on down the road. <laughs> Back in the A. Thanks for joining us, guys. We got to call Michael Luke back because he called Jason. Like, He's very excited about this realignment news. I'm not discussing it on this podcast. I think maybe we'll have one in the next few days where I'll discuss it. And on that note, peace on earth. Today I'm taking our youngest child to see Tucson Symphony Orchestra play Coco live 
And it's going to be really cool. And I'm taking my daughter to Forever 21. So I think that the message of this is don't have kids. Wait, no, wait, what? Wait. <laughs> also, your daughter is also my daughter. What? DNA Both test. daughters. Mm, prove it. <laughs> <laughs>